Hello, baseball fans, and welcome back to another wonderful edition of Backyard Baseball 2001 and Throwback Sports Productions. I am your host, Michael Schultz, back in town, ladies and gentlemen, from my trip up to uh, Mankato, Minnesota, where my brother Ben and I did record game number seven, uh, which was the one before this one. And boy, was it a heck of a game as the Melonheads beat the Atlanta Braves in a thrilling fashion, 10-9 victory, to stay undefeated and cap off the first half of the season. But Ben, how are you being one week away from relocating to a new place? I Tell am, us about that. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Um, I'm doing well. It's, uh, it's kind of a crazy thing, you know, packing all of your stuff, all of your stuff, for the first time away from college putting it in boxes and then uh next uh week friday on may 5th we're gonna put it all in a u-haul truck and do it the old diy way and uh trundle on over to oshkosh wisconsin where i will be uh pursuing a new life at a new place and i will be actually a certified geek for the geek squad i'm gonna be a best buy delivery guy so i'll be driving a truck all day delivering crap to people and showing them how it works so i'm excited and scared and happy and um all at the same kind of time so it's it's a whirlwind of emotions uh much like the whirlwind of emotions that the melonheads must be feeling right now as they are gearing up towards their next game game number eight against mm-hmm. the Florida Marlins. Now, a little bit of chronology note for that. Uh, this game was made back when the Marlins was still the Florida Marlins. Now they are the LA? Miami. Miami, Miami Marlins. Wow, yeah. I get Florida and California confused. But anyway, there you go. So um, that's all I got for my portion. What is the next uh, item up for bid, shall we say? All right, well, the Marlins uh, coming into... We'll start with them. Um, they're coming into this game at three and four they're only two games behind in the national league east standings taking a look at um where the melonheads are they are still flying way high at the top of their division four or with the giants the closest team three games back at four and three with the melonheads seven and oh they have not lost a game yet and the uh marlins trying to dethrone them but uh, as far as the pitching matchups will go today for the melonheads it will be ernie Steele making his fourth start a 1.92 ERA, 19 innings pitched, 19 hits, 6 runs, 19 strikeouts, and no walks. And he will be going up against the Florida Marlins. Once I remember who the crap they have for their pitcher. One moment. Aha! It'll be Luann Louis, the ballerina teddy bear hugging, loving, and holding. Um, I, ben, I think she's a right-handed pitcher, if, if memory serves me correctly. But um, she will be getting the nod for the pitching for the Marlins here as they are on the road and looking to get back into action. But Luann Louis herself has, well, this is not her first appearance, but she does not have any wins or losses. 12 innings pitched, a 308 ERA, 14 hits, only 6 runs allowed, which is pretty decent, and 13 strikeouts with only one walk. So, Ben, I'm not sure what we might see from the Marlins' uh, right-hander today. Um, any thoughts on that with her not having made usual starts but not having any wins or losses? Do you think she'll do well? you think she might not? Or what do you think we'll see today? I'm looking at the runs allowed box. Um, only mm-hmm. six in her uh, 12 innings pitched. Um, so, I don't know. It's about half, but... Even so, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not it's not too bad. So I think she'll be 
should be on the radar as a uh, threat for our home melon heads. And uh, so watch that. She's uh, definitely got... Um, she, she's thin, but she is muscular. Like, she has that very lithe build. And uh, so don't let that fool you for any cer uh, any stretch of time. And uh, that's about all I have. So, in short, I think so. All right. Well, we will see how it goes. Uh, like I said, the Melon has coming off a thrilling 10-9 victory over the Braves. And they look to continue their winning ways. It'll be Ernie Steele against... Loanne Louis and the Florida Marlins. So, Ben, as we do every time, um, would you like to would you like to do the uh, lineups for our home melon heads, and then I'll get the lineups for the road Marlins, and we'll do them first, and then we'll be off and running. How about it? Sounds good. All right. So, starting it off with the visiting Florida Marlins this glorious Saturday afternoon. Alex Gordon gets the start at short. Um, batting second, and on the mound today will be Luan Louis. Batting third and in left field is Zena Nestrada. In the fourth spot in center field this afternoon will be Rachel, excuse me, Rachel Labuena. Batting fifth and over at first is Dominique Lowe. In the sixth spot and at second base is Scotty Roth. Batting seventh and in right field today is Rose Flugel. Batting eighth and at third base is Arlene Perez, or Perez, however you pronounce it. And batting ninth, doing the catching this afternoon, will be George Coleman. So, Ben, give us the uh, Melon Heads lineups and we'll be off and running. For your visit, or home, I'm sorry, home Melon Heads, I believe. Is this home? Yep, it's a home game. Okay. For your home Melon Heads, we have Reese Worthington batting first at shortstop. Batting second is Pete Wheeler on second base. Batting third, the secret weapon in left field, Ahmed Khan, or, you know, the secret weapon wannabe. Uh, batting fourth, Keisha Phillips in center field. Batting fifth, Stephanie Morgan on third base. Batting 6th, Ernie Steele on the mound today. Batting 7th, Kenny Kawaguchi, the K-Man, on first base. Batting 8th, Marky Dubois in the catching position. And rounding out the order, Ricky Johnson playing a stylish and awesome right field. Those are your lineups for the Melon Heads. Let's go play some baseball. Alright, that's our lineups and we're ready to go. Uh, the infield has moved around today for the Melon Heads. Uh, Morgan will go over at 3rd, Worthington at short. Kawaguchi over at uh, first, as he usually is, but Pete Wheeler, we're not feeling that great. He'll play second base to start today. So here is Ernie Steele facing Alex Gonzalez. Wines and fires. Bunt, and he missed it. Strike one, and we're underway. For those of you that cannot see this in person, I bought myself a sexy, splendid giant-ass Samsung monitor for the occasion. And so I am flying high with that as Ernie Steele dives and makes the catch, makes the play, throws to first, and there's one out. But yes, I have, have like, like, out, not quite twice the screen space that I had before, but like, I'd say one and a half to one and two-thirds times the screen space that I had before I started today. Pretty awesome. It's so cool. I'm looking at it on Skype, and, uh, you can see so much more of the field just for that. Mm-hmm. Luan Louis with a strike there. One ball, one strike. Ernie Steele, not the most efficient pitcher in the world, and he doesn't have as much stamina, but uh, he gets the job done. No ball. One ball, two strikes. Wines and fires. Swung and miss. Luan Louis strike out, so battle at the pitchers. And Ernie Steele wins round one. 
So here is the ever dangerous Zen and Estrada as Steele is now sporting a juice cooler. Estrada looks to pull the ball to the left, but takes a strike. Inside ben, low corner. It's hard to get. Indeed. But the key today for Steele is to keep balls on the ground if he can. As he does so here, Estrada grounds this one towards short. Worthington makes the play, throws to first, and there's the out. So that's it, that's all. Worthington will probably a little winded after that, but he will lead off the top of the bottom of the first. Haha, <laughs> it's been a while, guys. It's been a while. <laughs> but that's all right. He will lead off the bottom of the first. No score. When Louis winds and fires, Worthington pops this one off off the hands toward third base. Third baseman over to get it, makes the catch, and there's one away. So Pete Wheeler now at the plate. He's got minuses on his running. Three on his running, one on his hitting, and four on his fielding, which is why he is at second base at the moment. The Wayne Louis winds and fires. Ball one low. So interesting thing here, Ben, with Worthington not being the fastest guy to lead off and Wheeler basically being like your second leadoff man but in the second spot and with him kind of out of commission somewhat today um do you think it'll be harder for the Melonheads to put up some runs or do you think it'll just kind of be like other people will pick up the slack and it'll just be business as usual I think it'll just be hard it will be harder but uh just for the first inning where the round like the the rundown of the batters is reset um, sure so there, that's my opinion. There you go. Either a fly ball to right field. Right fielder makes the catch and there's two out. We shall see what happens as Akben Khan is now at the plate. Looking to crank a baseball over the fence and he swung through that changeup. Got a little too, or that curveball rather, got a little too excited and pulled the trigger too soon. And takes a fastball for strike two. Nobody on two out, and that's not usually the case when he's up in the first inning. So the 0-2 pitch from Louis and Louis. Swung on and hit toward the second baseman who feels it on a hop, falls down, gets up, throws to first, and that's it. So some good defense by the Marlins. And we go to the top of the second. No score, no hits, no runs for anyone. And that results in a 0-0 tie to start. Kenny Kawaguchi will stay at first base for now. Might move some guys around, we'll see. But here's Rachel LaBuena. 263 average for the day. The Melonheads, they have, I don't know about you, Ben, but to this point in the season, they're 7-0. They've won every single game. First half of the season couldn't have gone better. Do you think that they would be in any danger of falling behind and not being able to keep up this hot streak that they have going. I don't know. This game might be a defining point in time. It's already the top of the second. Still no score as Rachel LaBuena huffs towards her dugout. Uh, it's a one out for them. And Dominique Lowe is up again. So Ernie Steele delivers another pitch here. But yeah, I think there's a, uh, a strong chance this game is going to be a turning point if... Uh, if anything, it's not going to turn all the way around, but it's definitely going to define how the Melonheads do in the rest of their uh, their season as uh, Dominique looks at another strike. So Owen to the count. 
Yeah, it's, it'll definitely be an interesting game. It's a tight game so far, and with both pitchers, I mean, Steele's a regular starting pitcher, but Luan Louis kind of making a spot start, if you will, um, as Steele throws the first, and there's out number two. But, um, yeah, this could be a very interesting game. And the Marlins, if they win this game, and they could hand them, Mellon has their first loss of the year, if the Marlins win this game, they are still right in the thick of things in the National League East. So this is a huge game for them going forward toward potential if they want to win their division or if they might even be able to squeak out a wild card. This is a very important game against the best team in baseball. For, uh, for those of you who don't... Um who kind of get overwhelmed with stats like I do, a good thing to uh, keep in mind as far as um, finding out general make-or-break situations is uh, take your span of games you're going to play in like the regular season, for example. Divide that in half. If you're doing good your first half, the make-or-break game is the next one. As Ernie picks up a dribbler towards the mound, walks through us to first, and there's the third out. So we're up, and we're down through one and a half innings. It's now the Melonheads' turn at the plate as Keisha Phillips, playing center field with a 6.25 average, is confidently in the batter's box. The pitch from Kawaguchi swung on us as whack towards center. It's dropping fast, and that's going to go tumbling all over the way to the, all the way over to the wall. English is hard sometimes. Phillips rounding first, heading to second, and she will be safe with a stand-up double. So a good piece of hitting there by Phillips, and the Midland has got runner on second, and nobody out to lead it off. Definitely a strong play from Phillips. Um, a, a very stark contrast to the top of the first inning. Or no, bottom of the second inning, excuse me. The bottom of the first inning. That's what I meant to say. Pick anything. Yep. Pop fly toward second baseman. He makes the catch and there's one away, so Morgan's 0 for 1. Morgan, gotta feel a little bad for her because most of the balls that she hits are not line drives. They're mostly pop-ups, whether to the infield or the outfield, and she does have a couple of strikeouts to boot, but um, maybe look for her to try and uh, get that turned around here in the second half of the season. As Steele grounds this one right back to the pitcher, Luanne Louis. It goes over her head and towards second. Second baseman can't get it, and the shortstop will get it. It's Gonzalez throws to first, and that one gets thrown out of play. All the way behind the trees out there in foul ground toward the right field side. So an error on the Marlins. And if we've learned anything from past games, Ben, you give these melon heads any kind of an edge through sloppy defense, and they will take it. Oh, yes. Um, they have uh, each player actually cares so much about their uh, their appearance and their their hygiene at least. Uh, they also care about their equipment so much that they check their cleats before and after each game. As another ball is now thrown out of play, Phillips has scored. Ernie is trotting to third, and Kawaguchi on second now. So runners in scoring position for Marky Dubois, and he's looking real real happy about that. Indeed, fastball inside from Luanne Louis, and she's not doing anything wrong here. The balls are being put in play. It's just the defense cannot seem to get a handle on things here in the second as the Millenheads now have a small one-zip lead. Pop up toward the catcher. Coleman over to get it and makes the catch. So Dubois harmlessly out on that pop out to the catcher. And we are at the bottom of the order now with Ricky Johnson at the plate. RJ and yes. RF. Yes, RJ in, in right field indeed. 
Strike one from Loanne Louis. Runners on second and third, and the Millenheads capitalizing on some poor defense by the Marlins. Take the early 1-0 lead, trying to add to it here as this one is hit in front of the mound, and Loanne Louis picks it up, throws the first. There's the out. And we're done through two, but the Millenheads with a small one-zip lead going into the third. Rose Flugel will strolls to the plate. Right field today in her first plate appearance. The pitch swung on, and this is whacked toward third. And past third base and off of Ahmed Khan as it took one hard bounce against him. And he is looking to get this ball back in the infield. So he kept it from being a double, Ben, but uh, kind of caught him a little bit by surprise there. He got knocked down, like, flat on his face. Um, he's definitely kind of a rubber personality and definitely <laughs> physically a rubber kind of guy as he just kind of like bounced back up and just kind of took it in stride. But uh, he'll definitely be nursing some grass stains and a few bruises after that one as Arlene Perez loops this one into center field, Phillips under it, and making it look easy. Just like the Pennzoil Willow of Outlaws feature winner on Dirt Track Racing Sprint Cars from years ago, she will show the defense of the other team up just as equally. Indeed, so one out and runner still on first for George Coleman, the catcher. Not feeling the greatest today as he swings and misses through that one. But the Marlins here with the runner on first trying to get something going and get that run back that they uh, squandered away in that first or that second inning. Steele, though, having designs on putting <coughs> Coleman back to the dugout, the 0-2. Swung on and missed a good pitch down and in, or down and outside as he picks up his third strikeout of the day. And Alex Gonzalez now at the plate. Oh for 1. Pitch from Steele. Swung on, and this is hit on the ground toward third. There's Morgan. Makes the play, throws to second. There's the out, and a good throw by her. So not bad for her being at third base. She can play any position, really, but... Uh, shortstop is where she is made for. So we are done through the top half of three, and Worthington leads off the bottom, 0 for 1. Pops this one up toward the right side. Second baseman makes the catch, and he's made all three catches that he's had on that side. So here's Pete Wheeler. 0 for 1 today, still looking for his first hit. But look, Ben, for him to rebound in the next game after this one. I'm pretty sure he'll be feeling a lot better after today. Absolutely. You know, we all have our bad days. Uh, some people have allergies. Some people just have something they ate. Others are just not doing too well just emotionally. Uh, so I think Wheeler uh, definitely has uh, one of those three at least as he is uh, thrown out at first. There's now two outs against the Melonheads. As Ahmed Khan is now up and screams this one into center field. And it's caught. So that's it. That's all through three. one nothing Melonheads lead as we are now quickly into the fourth inning. And the opposing pitcher for the Marlins is at the plate, Luan Louis, 0 for 1 with a strikeout. Steal 24 pitches and 3 strikeouts through 3 innings. Pretty sporty effort thus far. Ben, the deeper he can go into ballgames for each of his starts going forward, the better off the Millen heads are going to be. Exactly. You start even getting into the half, the second half of the regular season, but especially into the postseason. And if we make it that far, all the way to the World Series, that kind of stamina will definitely pay off dividends later down the line. I completely agree with you. Mm -hmm. Called strike three on a curveball, and Luan Louis goes down for the second consecutive time by way of the K. So Ooh. here is now Zenon 
Here is now Zen and Estrada. 0 for 1 today. As uh, he's got a pretty big bat over there, Ben, and he knows how to hit the ball far. He can run pretty decent, too. But 0 for 1 to this point. We'll see what he can do in his second time facing Steel. Marlin still looking for that maiden run up on the board. They're down by one. But it's anyone's ball game. It's still close. Despite the uh, fielding faux pas of the Marlins from previous times. This one's line to left field. Ahmed Khan makes the running catch, and there's two away. I think he and Keisha Phillips are having a competition as to who can make the other one look less experienced. Yes. As Rachel Lavuena pops this one in off the hands. And Reese Worthington will... I don't know if he caught it or if Wheeler caught it, but the point being, somebody caught the ball and the half inning's over. We go to the bottom of the fourth. Phillips doubled and scored. Back in the third, was it? I don't remember. She rips this one toward left field. Left fielder over to get it. And he makes the back against the infield catch. What a job there. A diving stop. And the ball caught by the left fielder, Zenon Estrada, the aforementioned. And props to you, sir. Mellon has scored in the second inning. And we are now here in the fourth. So here's Stephanie Morgan. 0 for 1, looking for that first hit of the day. Made some fine defensive plays at third, but uh, nothing on the base paths on the offensive side to this point. What a catch by Estrada, though, Ben. Back to the infield, going away from the ball, and makes the catch. Absolutely. Yeah, speaking of points, that's a great way to make one with no words. Very, very skilled. He gets some brownie points in my book for that move. Very good. As Morgan looking to get this ball into the infield, but cannot. She bounces it right in front of the catcher, throws the first. First baseman fields it on a hop, and there's two out. So now here's Ernie Steele, who's singled and then advanced the second on the throwing error. In the second inning, this one is bounced on a hop to the second baseman over to first, and there's three out. So, Ben, if you take out the three misplays by the Marlins in the second inning, this is still a scoreless ballgame. It would have been. It would have been. So, um, yeah, that's, that's really good, actually. Actually, very, very nice. I like the competition, and I like the odds here. Um, something you're hearing from me a lot and will probably never stop hearing from me is I love closely matched good ball games. Just the competition mm -hmm. from each side is just awesome. Indeed, a pop-up toward Kawaguchi, and he makes the play coming off of first base. He's getting in on Keisha Phillips and Ahmed Khan's game of one-uppage. So far, so good is now Scotty Roth. Swings at the first pitch he sees, grounds this one to steal. He fields it, sets, throws the first, and there's two away. So Rose Flugel with a rare base hit as that is the only hit of the ball game, and she broke up the no-hitter. Wow. With her base hit her last appearance. But that's all the Marlins have gotten as far as being on base. And that was the one that one hopped and bounced off of Khan's chest there in left field. That was his, uh, his grass stain trophy of the day. Indeed. The 0 1 pitch swung on and grounded toward third. There's Morgan ranging. Oh, it goes off of Morgan over to Worthington. He throws the first on a hop. And there it is. So play is made. Good assist there. And we're done through the top half of five. It is still a one nothing Mellon hits lead in one of in yet another Ben, yet another speedy game. This being game number eight of the year. 
Kawaguchi grounds this one just past Luan Luis. She falls downfield, throws to first, and with a bullet to first, gets him by about a step. Youch! Goodness gracious, a good play there. And good reflexes, what with her being a ballerina and all. So here is Dubois as he lines this one down the line, and it is foul. Oof. Got some good wood on that one, Benny. Barreled that ball to left field, and if he could have just hooked it around a little more, he might have been able to keep that ball in play. Absolutely. But yeah, speaking of wood, it just hit the wood fence in the back, too. It did. <laughs> no, no stops along the way. No, nothing else. Just doink. Indeed. So one ball, one strike. The pitch from Luan Louis. Fastball high and in and on the top corner for called strike. She has been pitching extraordinarily efficiently. That was only her 30th pitch through four and a third innings. That's pretty darn good. It is, especially for um, for them, the Marlins. So I can see you see why she has a, a, a low, I forget what the official term is, but runs given up, runs allowed, RA, is that what it yeah. is? Yeah, runs allowed, yeah. She, she has a low RA percentage. Earned run average, I think, is what you're looking for. ERA, that's right. That's what I'm yeah. looking I know what I want to say. I just don't know the words to say. <laughs> right? No, that's okay. That's okay. As Dubois has fouled two balls off in a row, we still have no broken windows, Ben. And uh, speaking of which, if you have it anywhere handy, could you give us the current to date broken window total for this season? Absolutely. As Dubois pops out to the catcher. I got it. I got it bookmarked. Just give me a moment to get it up here this no is still problem. by the way this is still the winter ball uh season even though regular uh season has already started officially in real mm -hmm. time so to speak but computers are kind of like narnia you know, time just really has no meaning when it games like, like this yeah it's kind of like night veil time doesn't time t time isn't normal around here uh no and uh for those of you who like that kind of thing, uh, Scooby-Doo mystery, but way kind of on the next level. Um, check it out, uh, Tales of Tales from Night Vale uh, podcast. You can find it on YouTube. You can buy the book, Welcome to Night Vale. The and, book uh, is wonderful. I've read it. Not the whole thing. I'm not done yet, but it's great. It's weird and wonderful and very purple and highly recommended. But uh, it's the official uh, Throwback Sports Production novel of the month. Uh, but, uh, in Michael, to answer your original question about them broken windows, we are up to 11 total for last for, for the, the season here, I guess, 16-17 uh, season. And uh, last one was in the first inning at Dirt Yards in game number uh, seven. There we go. Oh, yeah, the game that we did uh, with you and Mankato. Yes. That was fun. Attack of a game, too. It was very back and forth and quite a thrilling finish. So now here's Arlene Perez as she hits this ball down the line and foul. That had a home run distance, but not home run trajectory. As we are now on the top of the sixth in the Marlins' bin, they need one run to tie it as Perez strikes out for the first time today. Steele with his fifth K of the day and up to 41 pitches, but the Marlins' bin down to their final inning unless they can tie this ball game and send it to extras, perhaps. We will see. Perhaps uh, George Coleman sharing the same last name as uh, Michael, one of yours and my uh, little league coaches back when we used to live in Campbell Hill, Illinois. Uh, he uh, is at the plate right now with a 444 average. Oh, for one today, 
with one strikeout. Let's see if he can get any farther than home plate. Eh, maybe not as he swings through strike two. One and two the count. Steel winds and fires, and Ben, that would have been Brian Coleman. Yes. Your, your little league coach back in the day. Swing and a miss by Coleman. And now Steele with two strikeouts in a row. One more out no matter how it comes, and it's got to be Alex Gonzalez to get a hit. Otherwise, this ballgame will be over in very quick fashion. Marlins would love to have a chance. Gonzalez swings and fouls it off. It ain't a broken window. We're still waiting. The 0-1 from Steele. Working on a one-hitter. Strike two. And unless Gonzalez gets on base, this ball game will, could be over with the next pitch. The 0-2 from Steele to Gonzalez. Curveball swung on and missed. Steele strikes out the side. Seven strikeouts on the day. 48 pitches. A one-hit wonder performance by Ernie Steele as they blank the Marlins. The blank the Marlins. Excuse me. One nothing is your score, and the Melonheads with a huge, tough Nuggets, tough. Tooth and nail, I can't think of the words to say. It was a close game, but a good one, and they won it. So they get the win, one nothing. And Ben, a quick game, but a very good one, as the Melon heads down the Marlins, one nothing. What did you see here? I saw, I saw, as we mentioned before, had it not been for those errors on the Marlins' part, we would have had a tie game and gotten extra innings for those people who are uh, sitting in the treetops with their binoculars <laughs> outside the outside the, the way. But uh, yeah, no, definitely. I saw a good ball game. I saw um, very good offense and very good defense on both sides. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw Khan earn his grass stains for the day as well. And it, it was kind of funny. Like, even though the melon heads were in a close game for the whole the whole game. Um, Ahmed Khan and Keisha Phillips, and they just gave each other a look. And I knew from that instant on that the game was afoot. Um, they wanted to just kind of get a friendly competition going. And then uh, uh, Marky, Marky Dubois, or um, I forget, or Pete Wheeler, one of the two, um, they also joined in the fray as well, and not leaving it to the outfielders to have all the fun. But uh, it just goes to show you the, the good sportsmanship these guys have. And also, you know, they're all having fun anyway. It is a game, oh, yeah. after all, and it is it can be serious, and um, we are playing for 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 fun as well. But uh, it's just it's just nice to get together with your buddies, uh, friends of the neighborhood, and play some good old-fashioned American pastime. But 1-0... Uh, over the Marlins, our Melonheads walk away with a uh, kind of a stunning victory, but uh, very short the gap between them and the other team. Indeed, as they continue marching their way forward, now 8-0, and oh, and with this being the past midway point of the year now that we've gotten to game number 8 and it's finished, we can now delve into the wildcard standings as they are. So something bonus extra stats for you all today. We'll start the American League. The Blue Jays lead that race at 6-2. They are two games up on the Rangers, Indians, Monsters, and Devil Rays, who are all two games behind at 4-4 four four at 500 ball. And bringing up the rear in that race would be the Athletics at 3-5, three, three games behind. And over in the NL, Ben, this is interesting here. Marlins having lost that game, tried to get to back to 500, but they're uh, 
now down to three and five. They're only two games out of the first place Astros and Wombats, who lead it at five and three. And then you have the Giants and Braves one game back as well at four and four. So it's anybody's race in the NL wildcard as we have six more games to go until the end of the year. And as we've seen in past past seasons, Ben, Sometimes these, these these races come down to the very last game and even the very last matchup between two given teams, who maybe at the start of the year wouldn't have even thought that this game would be that important, but lo and behold, you're fighting for your playoff lives against somebody that uh, is also playing for their playoff lives, so we'll see what happens with these wildcard races. It should be an interesting, interesting road ahead as we continue on for the second half of the season. But uh, any thoughts on that, Ben? And any thoughts, final thoughts on the game that we saw today before we wrap things up and uh, head on to the next one? I've uh, kind of exhausted my thoughts for the game today, but I'd like to give one comment uh, about the archives. I was listening to one of our past episodes today. It was the uh, the the Bombers uh, postseason preview edition, and this these were two teams. It was like it was the Mighty Bombers against the the Reds, the Cincinnati Reds. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember commenting during that episode. We were delving through the stats hardcore, hard for me, but kind of fun for, for the rest of y'all. And um, I, I remember saying statistically. Making pictures of these two teams that looks like they were made to face each other, especially we were talking about the pitching matchups for that kind of game. Uh, it just kind of speaks to your point you just made uh, today about um, anybody's ball game, and it could come down to that last game, last matchup, last series, even the last inning, um, mm-hmm. and the best edge of your seat kind of action down to that last final out but i was just remembering it could actually turn out like the reds and the previously victorious mighty bombers Uh, they could be made to play against each other two very different strategies to get to the same goal so uh i'd love to uh, see more of that as we roll through with this season and that's about all i have as far as this game and also any kind of thoughts to that point so i'll hand the mic over to you close it out all right, good points all around, and we will have a postseason preview edition um, of this broadcast uh, at the end of the year. Once we have the regular season games concluded, it's usually between like 45 minutes to an hour, a little over an hour. Or so we try to keep it to about an hour if we can. But uh, if we have to talk more, then we'll talk more. But anyway, that's something to look forward to later. For now, it's a one nothing Melonheads victory as they squeak it out against a pesky but still decent Florida Marlins team. We'll see if they can turn their season around and get to 500 or better and perhaps make a shot at the wild card race. But anyway, that's all I've got for now. For my good brother and co-host Ben Schultz, from everybody here in the booth, and from all of us at Throwback Sports Productions, this is Michael Schultz saying have a fantastic Saturday, a wonderful weekend, and we will see you all next time. Goodbye, everybody.